This episode of Go Be Wyoming is brought to you by DYT Solutions. For custom digital marketing solutions for your brand or business, go visit my friends at DYT Solutions. Contact them at their website, dytsolutionswy.com. This episode is brought to you by Fine Sight and Sound. For custom home or business audio and visual systems, Fine Sight and Sound are your Rocky Mountain experts. Go to their website, fssavpro.com, or call owner Aaron Perez at 307-751-6585 for a free consultation. This episode is brought to you by Fly Sheridan, the Sheridan County Airport. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. Don't drive those couple hundred miles just to catch a connecting flight to Denver. Book your direct flight from Sheridan to Denver International at united.com. more for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought my, I, I thought about asking you like, oh, should we like change your voice and all that? Cause yeah, a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of guys or gals that work in DCI and stuff are undercover. So I was like, oh, right. I should ask him first before like, yeah, no so, names, no. <laughs> yeah. So I did a interview years ago now, but we had to do that then. Cause I was in that, in that world at that yeah, time. Undercover. And certainly don't do that anymore with uh, ICAC, our undercover work is a little different than yeah, sure. traditional stuff that yeah. you think about. So, um, I've always I've always been curious. I know a lot of guys uh, in this northeastern part of the state that uh, are DCI and undercover. And mm-hmm. um, what is that? Uh, what is that like? You know, like uh, um, just from your standpoint, you know, experiences that you've had with that. That's I've always been curious of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that experience going undercover. Yeah, so I've been with DCI for 17 years, and I spent 14 of that those in Gillette. Okay. So I'm I'm a Gillette guy. I was born and raised there, so I work for um, the team leader that's out of Sheridan. So I did all, most of my work was between Sheridan, and Sheridan Gillette. County, Gillette, you know, Newcastle. So yeah, but working undercover, especially at DCI, is is it's a different. It's certainly a different world for when you come off being in uniform to getting out of uniform. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about undercover, it's not that folks don't work long-term undercovers where they assume a new permanent new, identity. New identity. <laughs> you know, not permanently anyway, but there's certainly some cases that require longer. Sure. But it's just, it's, uh, you, you end up working not hard not to come off as a cop. Mm-hmm. It's still maintaining everything that you need to do as a police officer or law enforcement officer. Right. So it's a, it's a, you kind of sometimes fit, you don't fit in either world because sometimes when uniforms look at you like, what is that guy? Mm-hmm. You know, and then people on the other side of the law also don't really want to hang out with you either. So yeah, <laughs> you kind of right. end up with a, <laughs> a kind of a world of your own. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, because there's, o- there's always so many uh, law, you know, law enforcement shows. And of course there's always undercover and there's, you know, uh, they probably over proportionate that what you're talking about where either they're crossing the line or, you know, uniforms are like, well, you, you know, break the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So, um, well this, I, I'm super excited. So, uh, I'm sitting down with Chris McDonald. Um, he kind of just, he's a veteran in the, uh, the DCI. So Chris, real quick here in the state of Wyoming, um, what is the DCI, you know, um, and uh, what kind of crimes, I guess, fall under the DCI? And then we'll get into the, uh, you you guys call it the ACA? 
Is that or the, oh, we call it ICAC. ICAC. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, what what is the DCI? Um, that's the Division of Criminal Investigation. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a great place to start. So, yeah. you know, I talk all over the state, and that's usually the first thing I start to talk about because a lot of times, you know, people don't really know what DCI is, and that's kind of a by DCI's own creation because we don't get in the news a lot. We try to do our work. Yep. And we work with so many local agencies that usually that takes precedence, but DCI or the Division of Criminal Investigation, we're state investigators. So we're all law enforcement officers, just like any other uh, cop in the state. But mm-hmm. we work directly for the attorney general and who is appointed by the governor. So in, in a way, we work directly for the governor. Gotcha. So the Division of Criminal Investigations got about, if I remember correctly, and probably not completely accurate, but I think 34 full-time special okay. agents around the state. And we also have what we call task force officers. So uh, officers from local agencies, uh, sheriff's office, and PDs come to work for us for a couple of years on basically on loan. Okay. So DCI has, and this is something that's not well known, I don't think, but we only have original jurisdiction and in, in very few statutes. Okay. So those being any violation of the um, 1973 Controlled Substance Act of Wyoming, so any drug crime in the state of Wyoming. Okay. We have original jurisdiction in any or any organized crime that crosses jurisdictional boundaries and any internet crimes against a child okay. and, and computer crimes. So all original jurisdiction means is anywhere that happens in the state, we can come in and investigate it yep. without without invitation from a sheriff or a chief. Now, that certainly doesn't mean we just roll in a yeah. place and, and do whatever do business. you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is actually the exact opposite of how we do it. Yeah. You know, we, we have to work with um, chiefs and sheriffs all over the state. But right. And then... We also have what they call concurrent jurisdiction in all other crimes. So we can investigate any other crime that occurs. Okay. Now, any kind of major crime that occurs, what happens is uh, folks will request our assistance. So, But there's only a very few people that can request DCI's assistance, and that includes either the district or county attorney okay. the, or the sheriff or chief of a, of a municipality or county. Gotcha. Of course, the, the attorney general or the governor could as well. Can can appoint you guys down there, yeah, okay. Yeah, so sometimes, or, you know, more often than not, we even citizens call and ask, hey, will you investigate this crime or, or this, that, or the other thing? And we have to say we actually don't even have jurisdiction into crime like that. And it's a little it's a little weird, but, like, regular citizens can't even request our assistance. It okay. has to come from those specific entities. Sure. Um What's the value in 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 um, you know that the sheriffs um, and uh, chief of police or whoever would would request uh, you know a, a DCI officer to come and help in an investigation? Yeah. So what what happens typically, you know, I say typically, but really this job is so atypical. Yeah. Right. It's one of the reasons I started doing it. Such a like every day is different. It's mm-hmm. so it's really exciting sometimes and really not exciting other yeah. times. But. Um, <laughs> You know, so if we're working cases, our normal cases, say if I'm an enforcement agent, um, you know, we're working narcotics cases, but then we get requests to work homicides or robberies, sexual assaults. A lot of times we work um, kind of major crimes in smaller jurisdictions that may not have the manpower or resources to to uh, work those cases themselves or might need a hand. Yep. And that's really, really what we do. You know, a, a typical week in an agent's, like a typical agent's week, and this is Absolutely not overstating it, but you could be working an undercover one day, doing a doing a controlled purchase the next day, working a wiretap, and then get called to a to a homicide in some other jurisdiction. Right. And you know we also do basically all the officer involved shootings in the state of Wyoming. So oh okay. 
Yeah. Yep. So you guys are the ones that go in and make, you know, investigate those yes, um, um, and make sure they're right. Uh, or what's the word? Not righteous. Um, justified. Justified shooting or um, or a good shooting. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, we don't make that determination. We gather the fact. I mean, this is, we gather the facts, give it to the county attorney, and then they make that. Oh, okay. We, we don't have any. Oh, good. That's well, we kind of sit outside that, and yeah. it's kind of that's the only way to do it. Really, that's a good no, and that's yeah, because yeah, how I explained it, that's completely wrong. Yeah, you guys come make sure, make sure there's a really a third set of eyes. You know, here is the evidence, and then you know that county attorney can make that decision. And yeah, yeah, every shooting I've worked, we all work at the same way to a large degree. Is you work it just like any other any other possible homicide until yep. you prove it differently, so, yeah. or it gets proved differently. Yeah, right. Very cool. Um, um, oh shoot, I had a question about uh, undercover. What? Um, so for DCI, you kind of mentioned that you know the undercover work here in Wyoming. You know, and that doesn't mean every time, but um, you know the TV shows are probably not right. You guys aren't having these you know new identities and things like that. But what's the? Uh, um, I don't want to give it away of what you guys do, but uh, what would be something that people wouldn't think you guys are going undercover for the crime. Um, I would imagine narcotics probably, obviously, you know, just. Uh, sure, the nature of the business. But, you know, we've all done undercovers in, in so many. And I'll tell you, just like in, for example, in the ICAC world, which I'm the team leader and the commander of the Internet Crimes Against Child Children Task Force, we work undercover quite a bit. It mm -hmm. just, it's an online persona. Versus, yeah. So it's, it, you know, it can runs the gamut from, from narcotics to to that yep to, on the internet yeah, and yeah. So. um well let's you know one of the main reasons we have you here is because of your position there on that um when did that task force start um and then how long have you been on that task force or this task force I sure say. yeah boy you know that's a great question on when it started i believe if i remember correctly it was like in 2000 2001 or maybe just before that okay so Close to twenty years. Yeah, it's been around. Wow. And there's been such an evolution of the of the crime and of the way we investigate that. Sure. So I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been with DCI for seventeen years. I've got a, about twenty one years in law enforcement, but mm -hmm. the majority of my time was spent in in Gillette and in, in a in a in an enforcement team. So yep. I had really although I'd worked ICAC cases with the ICAC unit prior to that. I became the team leader in 2019. Okay. So I haven't been with the unit that long. Right. But it's been around a long time. COVID years, though. That's COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like twice the amount of Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know this task force, you know, because just if we're just talking internet, mm -hmm. the internet has changed since if it was 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. So just that alone has changed everything. Um, so what, um, since you've been there since 2019, uh, what are the crimes that kind of fall under the the uh, um, ICAC um, that uh, you guys are seeing in the state? Yeah, so we see we see and investigate everything from uh, like sex extortion of, of kids, or mm -hmm. even sometimes we have uh, adults and or other juveniles that might extort kids for uh, nude or explicit images or videos right. of themselves. Mm -hmm. Everything from that all the way to like live production of child pornography. Okay. So we work cases where there are people that are sexually abusing children, filming that or taking images of that and then trading that on the, on the, uh, on the internet. And then, okay. Yeah. So yeah, the whole gamut from kind yeah. of, 
you know, adolescent to adolescent, you know, the, um, what's the term that those the kids are using on that? Uh, revenge porn kind yeah. of thing, you know. They Everything have... from sexting to, and that's really, we certainly get playing of that, and it can really go through, especially we see that in schools a lot of times, yep. where it can just go run rampant. But for the most part, like what we're working with, you know, I think that's also kind of a misconception for some folks is they think that it's maybe just, you know, 16, 17-year-olds showing each other their their privates. But really what we're talking about is the rape of, of infants and toddlers and, okay. and prepubescent kids that we're really – that's what we are working on. That's our main – Main foc- yeah. focus right now, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, um, what surprised you about um, – all these crimes when you started the task force. You said you'd worked them before, but what was something that you weren't expecting when you started uh, as the team leader on this? Sure. So, you know, one thing, and I'll say I worked with those guys, but I, you know, it's, it was kind of peripheral. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I wasn't, didn't, wasn't aware, and you don't know what you don't know when you show up to one of those things, right? Yep, but, right. But um, just how, how hard it is. Cause it's just a lot every day. So, yeah, you know, my guys, my folks and I are, we're getting, you know, viewing basically, you know, very traumatic stuff all day long. So it, yeah. it, it, it can get to, it, it's hard. It's yeah. just, it is hard. Yep. But also just the volume. So when the year before I started, I guess I'll back up if, if we can. And yeah. I'll just say yeah. that a lot of our work, so we do proactive and reactive work and the reactive work comes from what they call cyber tips. So a cyber tip is basically every every single uh, service provider, think about everything from Facebook to Snapchat to TikTok to Instagram, all the way through gaming platforms to Discord to Twitch, any of those, anything that has an online presence, if they detect what they de- that they believe to be child pornography on their servers, they have to report it to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is NCMEC. Right, okay. So... That, that's, you know, that's kind of a, we'll call it kind of a clearinghouse of all these tips that get sent there. They try to determine where it may, it may have come from, either through an IP address or a phone number or something, pardon me, and then it's sent to the proper ICAC, which, so every single tip in, that comes to the state of Wyoming comes to me, okay. to, comes to my desk. All that to say, in 2018, the year before I started as the commander, there were 199 total tips in in 2018. Okay. So a little, little less than one a day. Yep. You know, so, so in 2019, there was 262. And then in 2020, the COVID year, we ended up with 532. Oh. So we had like a exponential growth in tips. Yeah. And we actually, and unfortunately, that same time, we also had a huge budget cuts at the state of Wyoming. Right. We ended up losing 10% of our, our workforce or sure. our manpower in ICAC. Yeah. So, um, so we had 100% more work to do with 10% less people. Yep. So then, in last year, we actually had well over 600 tips. Oh. And then this year, in fact, I, I forgot to check um, before I left, but we're we're right around that um, 260, 270 mark right now. So For right th- this for, year? For from January to April, we're about 270. Wow. Which is, you know, if you think about it, in 2019, we had 260 in the entire year. Yep. So in the quarter, first quarter, we're already outpacing that. Yep. So that's, you know, I always tell everyone, my experience as the commander is, is probably a lot different than, than my prior, my, right. my, my, the folks that were here before me. Sure. You know, so yeah. My no. predecessors. Absolutely. Um, now, 
because the tips, I would imagine some of them aren't, um, you know, uh, they don't materialize into anything, Correct. but yep. you know, numbers statistically, you know, if it continues to go up, I mean, that, that obviously means the crimes are going up. So, um, you know, since you've been right in the middle of it with COVID, you know, is it, do you think it was people being locked in their homes and just using the internet? And, um, is that what's has ramped up all these, these crimes or what's, uh, what's, what's, the, what's with the increase you think, yeah. <laughs> or so, what are some things you guys are finding? I right. should say. So, you know, that's, that's been a question that has been asked nationally. You know, we, so there's 61 ICACs in the United States right. and we all as commanders get together with the, the federal government. Mm -hmm. Actually, like we're almost completely funded by the, our unit is almost completely funded through a grant from the office of juvenile justice and delinquency. Okay. So through DOJ basically. Yep. So, and then we all get together as commanders, but that's like one of the biggest questions we ask. And the easy answer is, well, it's COVID, right? Everyone's, right. Yeah, that's, they're you know, right. that's, yeah. that's kind of the, the go-to answer. And mm -hmm. I think that is partially the reason. I mean, we have kids at home more, more access. I mean, you have kids with access 24 seven, if they're going to school on the, online and everything else, but we also right. have, it's possible we have predators at home more that have more access, free access to the internet, where maybe they're not, you know, at work at that time, but in addition to that, I think we also have platforms, you know, our social media platforms that that have really leveraged technology and are able to um, not see but detect and then then send off more images or more files they think might be that. Mm. So we have all these platforms that utilize photo DNA and every AI, all kinds of algorithms to detect these, you know, possible potentials. Yeah. Potential. So I just think the ability to report is greater as well. Mm. So you think the companies, their technology is getting better, so that's why they're able to provide more tips and. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, this is kind of colloquial because I don't have numbers to back this right. up. Right. In my yeah. mind, you know, child the the trading of child images has been around since before the internet. Right? Yeah. So. Yep. But just technology just continually exponentially increases the speed of the ability to get a hold of that stuff. Yep. At the same time, it's like an arms race the platforms are able to detect it better and then send it better. The hard part is the, where the bottleneck occurs is at the human level. Yep. Like the fact that I think last year, Nick Mick uh, processed 29 million tips <sighs> worldwide. Right. Uh, the, a lot of those went to the United States. Yeah. But I, I told the, the, the folks at Nick Mick, that's awesome. But if you've only got so many investigators to do it, it doesn't matter how many you can process. Yep. I mean, we're just burning people, you know, the, the reality is you're just burning people up. Yep. So that's the hard part. Yeah. You can only go investigate one thing at a time, you yeah. know, and, um, and then like a state like Wyoming, you said there's only 36, 34. Well, and they're not even in your task. Yeah, we, we've only have, um, full-time guys and gals that work ICAC. We have six agents and two, one forensic invest for forensic analysis analyst, sorry. And one, uh, forensic intern. Holy cow. So that's not that's even 10. Six, yeah. That's for 615 tips or so last year. Yep. Now we do, we do have federal partners that, that help, but they have their own casework. Yep. And we work really closely with local folks, mm -hmm. but again, they, they have their own case yeah. as well. So it's yep. really those, that core group is what we do. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, that, that such a small, uh, you know, group, you know, uh, solving those crimes. Um, 
you know, I think obviously if you were working with Uprising, uh, the gals over there, and I've had them on, so I know one of the big things you're probably going to say, you know, how can we stop these crimes? Number one is this could be awareness, right? Parents need to be aware of uh, what their kid is on, you know, online. Uh, but what are some other things that, you know, that you guys have found that are helpful in, in either teaching the kids or just, you know, straight up just stopping these uh, predators and these these images? Well, Aaron, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to, to, to Uprising anyway. You know, they do – they're on – prevention side of things and yep. education i can't say enough for for terry and her folks over there amazing program and i'm frankly i feel very lucky i got to to meet her and get to work with her through the governor's um missing missing persons uh, mm-hmm. uh task force yep but when we talk about you know what we can do to prevent it as parents and as people that care about our kids you really hit it on the head um i always so i do it's you know education so we're so busy in our unit and uh, that I kind of took on the role of, of doing presentations. So in the last year and a half or year and a quarter, I've done about 80 presentations in schools. So, you know, one thing we noticed, I used to do pretty much like that ninth, 10th grade age group. Yep. And we started seeing so many victims being younger that I started to go into fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So that's where I really kind of look at and just, Internet safety is that's that's the presentation we talk about exploitation and, and enticement. We talk about how to protect our personal information. We talked about we talk about sexting and the dangers of that. How when you, as soon as you send an image or a video, you you basically lose control. Of that you never I can never get it back for you. Yep. So we really focus on those, and you know one you know I hate to be all bad news, so I always try to tell everyone you know when I talk to kids almost all of them already know how to protect themselves and they do. It's just when, you know, some, some predators are so good at manipulating kids that half the time they don't even know that who they're talking to. Yeah. So we really work on that. And then when I talk to parents and other, and other professionals, the biggest thing is, and what I say is if your kid has an app, you should have that app. Yep. Whether you like it or don't like it, I get that. I'm not, I mean, I, I know I'm the computer crimes team leader, but I don't even use social media, but I have to use it to know it. Yep. So if you if your son or daughter has an app, you should have not only have it, but you should learn how to use it. Mm. Like so many of these apps now, it's, again, kind of like a, a arms race. Apps now each can have their own individual uh, passcode. Yep. Everyone can be biodata bio locked or, you know, a pin code or even a sweat code. You know, we have apps out there that look like, a different app, but really it saves, it's a secret folder. Like some of them might look like a calculator on your phone. It's actually a, a vault that you can store files. Oh, yeah. So we want to know all those things. Right. You know, and especially if we talk about the biggest uh, forms of communication that I see, this is again, just what I've seen personally mm-hmm. for, for young, young kids is Snapchat and TikTok. Right. Right. So you got to know how to use Snapchat. You got to know that there's, you know, from my eyes only in Snapchat. You got to know that, you know, what that friend list looks like and all those things. It's, you know, the Snap Map. Yep. You know, that's that's what I tell folks about. And there's, and then I guess in addition to that, even when we talk about like online gaming, there is not a kid hardly that doesn't play online video games. Yep. You know, and I always tell kids, you know, I'm I just turned forty nine. <laughs> but I play. I grew up with video games. I still like to play video. I don't play you know, 
multiplayer because I don't like to get beat up by 12 year olds. Right. right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, but they all play, mm-hmm. you know, and it used to be, I saw more boys play, but now, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They all play. Yep. And every single one of those massive multiplayer online games all have, you know, a lobby that you go into and you can actually play with people you've never, yep. you have no idea. And communicate with. And communicate and you can chat and send messages over. So, and sometimes, and I don't want to give video games a bad name because it's not the platform. We have predators out there that will use that to yep. try to move those kids over to a different platform, like even Snapchat or Kick or something like that to try to start the exploitation process. So right. we talk about those things and talk to parents about, it's not just a video game like they like they think about video games like I would think about video games. Yeah. It's a whole different, Yep. It's it's evolved. Yeah. So that, and then we talk about, or I like to talk about things we can do as far as maybe at night we all we all plug our phones in on the counter in the kitchen at a certain time because let's face it kids aren't taking nude images and videos of themselves at two in the afternoon and you know or three or four watching tv yep it might happen at three in the morning mm-hmm. in the room so yep. if we just control that that's again every parent's their own business yeah their business to do and then the last thing i always talk about is um there's some really good parental apps, parental control apps out there, and I'm not a spokesman for any of those, but you can literally install them on your, your kid's phone, and you can control everything from, or view at the very least, incoming, outgoing messages, what apps are on there. They have to get third-party approval to download an app. Okay. You can see screen time. You know, it's really easy to find. All you got to do is Google parental control apps. You know, it's it's simple. Yeah. That yeah. part is simple. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a lot there. So I all kind Sorry of about that. no, that's great. No, it was all great stuff because you summarized a couple things that when we had Terry in, and um, it's always uh, mind blowing about the age. You know, like you mentioned, um, you know, when I was going through school, um, you know, Facebook and stuff had just come out, and so it was it was natural. You know, that that freshman sophomore, you know, that ninth tenth grade, like that was when to talk to everyone, right? Because that was you know, who had the phones, who had smartphones. And, um, but like you're saying, like now even, you know, sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade, you know, they've got access to all these games and apps. And, um, that was something that they mentioned too, that I was kind of, I guess, you know, again, it's awareness. Like I didn't even think of that. Um, and I do love the, uh, um, one, it's great for the safety aspect, but also to like just a family, like, Hey, we're all going to put our phones away at, maybe it's dinner time and then phones are done. Like this is a great, you can control it. Like you said, you know, the kids aren't taking those pictures in the middle of the day, you know, if they're in school or whatever, it's going to be, you know, either late at night or, um, you know, and that's when they're probably messaging, uh, you know, potential predators and stuff anyways is late at night. So, um, and then good thing on the, the, uh, parental apps. Um, what, uh, other than obviously like using the app, um, why is it beneficial you think to maybe the education of kids of like, if you've used the app and you know, like, like TikTok, say, for example, why is it valuable? Why do you tell parents like that's valuable for you to at least know how to use it? Um, you know, Snapchat, that's right. You know, the different modes, so you know what to look for, but, uh, what else is it valuable for, you know, to, to know what the apps are? I think the, the, one of the biggest values in knowing how to run an app, just like anything else, if, like you could tell me how to run all the equipment in here, mm-hmm. but I just have to take your word for it, right? Right. But if I know how to run this equipment, then I know if you're maybe trying to pull the wool over my eyes 
Yep. Saying kids would do that. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I think really it's it's reps, it's training. Not to sound like a complete cop right there. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> but truly, I mean, if if I know how to use it, then I know how mm-hmm. what what doesn't look right on there, or I know how to navigate through that app so I can make sure that there's no one trying to exploit my kid. Sure. You know, that's yeah. I just think there's there's value in knowing and not just giving it um, kind of the once over. Yep. So. Well, and, and I think that probably ties into, um, you know, this is almost turning into like a shout out to Uprising, but something they mentioned about working with kids that could be potentially being manipulated or exploited is the, um, it's not, it's not like, it's not like discipline. Like I told, cause I told you, like, you can't be on the app. It's what you, how you just walk through that example of like, if I know how this app works and I just ask my kid, like, Hey, show me how this works. And they miss over something like you said, you, you like, you know, like, okay, you know, my kid for some reason just lied to me about this certain thing. Um, one, the kid's not in a position of like feeling, feeling resentment or, you know, things like that. Like, um, it leads to the problem easier than ver- versus just saying, cause I told you to, and, you know, and then that could lead down the road to something else. So, yeah. um, no, that's, that was a great answer that yeah. Cause yeah. Cause like you said, you hope your kids aren't going to lie to you, but you know, if they're getting manipulated. Right. And you know, one thing is predators are so, so good at it. Mm -hmm. They first they'll try it. They try to find a kid that's lacking something. They feel, fill that need. And then they try to separate them from their friends and family. Right. You know, don't tell mom and dad. uh, So it's a secret. So then they feel bad about it and then they're trying to keep a secret. And then they try and predators try to make kids feel like it's their fault. Of course, you know, no, absolutely no adult should ever have a romantic interest in a kid. That's mm-hmm. never okay. So we always tell kids it's absolutely not your fault. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's, I am a believer. Of course, everyone's parenting skills is their own. Or, is, yeah. Is there one? Yeah. Is, knowledge is power. Right? Yeah. You can, like you're saying, we talk to them and show them how, show me how to do it. And then of course I have to work on my own, but tell kids like, fifth graders already will be better or better right now with technology than I probably will ever be. Cause they were basically born with that yep. technology. hundred so. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, um, no, that was all well said. Um, so let's talk about the, um, the governor's, uh, it's the human trafficking task force, right? Okay. Human trafficking um, force. so that covers, so obviously human trafficking, but does that also cover internet crimes too, or talk a little bit about that task force there? Yeah, and I think I've called it the missing. It's it is the human trafficking task force. Yeah. yeah. So we are, or I am, I guess, or ICAC is a part of of the human trafficking task force. Gotcha. And, and really, it's just really stake all kinds of stakeholders to get together: law enforcement, you know, um, uh, nonprofit groups like Uprising. Mm-hmm. The u- university is really heavily involved. You know, where I see, there's no real. Again, this is my, I guess, opinion. Mm-hmm. There's no real trafficking without an internet nexus now right i mean i'm sure there could be but especially yeah. when we're talking about trafficking human trafficking with children there's almost always an internet uh nexus component of it yeah Some, something there so i think it fits in easily right like there's no way that kids that even their images even if those images aren't for of kids from wyoming and, and the majority aren't right every time those images are traded you're trafficking you're sexually trafficking a child yep that's exploitation they're, yeah yep. they mm-hmm. are being uh, traumatized and victimized every time that gets traded. Right. So to me, that's clearly a link to, to trafficking. Right. You know? 
some people, I think it's hard to get our minds wrapped around because we think about trafficking like, like the physical, yeah, yep. stranger mm-hmm. danger, capturing you and taking you in so much, but it, there's so many more mm-hmm. nuances to it than that. Right. So, yeah. So what, um, so the task force is just kind of getting like you and uprising and other stakeholders together. Um, you know, anything coming out of that right now that's, um, coming up in the next year or two out of the task force or is it just doing the work? For me, a lot of it's doing the work and, yeah. and, uh, Kara Chambers is the, the head of that and she, they, they put on several or at least promote it and, and, uh, sponsor several symposiums. Okay. You know, the biggest thing I have gotten from it as far as ICAC standpoint and, and is my partnership with, with uprising or yep. mine, ICAC's partnership yeah. with uprising. I just, I mean, their ability to, to provide resources and it just really work. I think it works well with what we do as well. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No, very cool. Um, well, Chris, so, uh, another question of mine is, um, and I'm kind of curious. So, um, does, I should have asked this first, does DCI, um, and then ICAC, do you guys work with, um, I'm thinking of all the reservations in the state. Uh, do you guys get called in by the, uh, um, individual tribes at all to come help crimes, self crimes. So ICAC, we, some of our tips resolve to the wind river, you know, Mm -hmm. which when, so we also have a partnership with FBI who actually has jurisdiction on reservation. Right. So we do work those crimes. We just work it in concert with, with With the FBI, but we absolutely, you know, we are, our folks in Riverton are actually on a task force that, that works, you know, back and forth across the reservation as well. So, gotcha. Yeah, and it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, you know, there's, I mean, as well as it could be, as well as it is, you know, we are constantly just challenge upon challenge. You mm-hmm. know? But I think, especially in the in the Riverton, those those guys and gals work really closely. It's I think it's a it's a pretty solid task force. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, you know, could could. Could you see any development on that side? You know, because I think, um, you know, obviously a big push, um, especially in Native American communities, is the M- MMIW mm-hmm. and getting one awareness, you know, and I had um, former rodeo queen Shayla Connor, um, who that was her platform when she was uh, queen is, is, you know, just bringing awareness to that problem. Um, you know, obviously, I think it fits in with ICAC and DCI and obviously, you know, the especially the Human Trafficking Task Force, but you know, what are some ways that those could all mesh together and it all can help each other out? Right. You know, I know I'll just say this, the biggest hurdle is the federal aspect, right? Right. You, you know, the only ones that can go investigate those crimes are the FBI. So like, that's the biggest like hurdle, but what could like state agencies like ICAC and stuff do to try and help those situations, those crimes? Right. You know, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll back that back this up a little bit and say like DCI is kind of the, is the clearinghouse for all missing persons information so all all agencies have to report that to dci okay so you know reporting for one is huge so if if you know if if an agency doesn't report then we never know right so that is i think that's also a challenge right Mm because some you know some especially in wyoming it's just not like other states like we're a middle size mid-sized town in a huge state yeah right right. (laughs) so some of these folks real spread out yeah real spread out very small very rural don't always report. So that's one big thing. The other thing, you know, you hit it on the head again is, you know, the fact that it's federal jurisdiction, you know, pretty kind of limits our ability to, to do much. Mm-hmm. And 
and but, you know, we're all Wyomingites. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. So you know we you know I know that the missing and murdered Indigenous uh, women's group we work with them on the human trafficking task force and they're they're a part of that. Right. Or at least, and I hopefully I'm not misstating that, but I know we're all involved together. Yes. And I think just a closer partnership of that. You know, I personally, you know, we as ICAC. For us, it doesn't matter if you said, Chris, go investigate it, and the governor said, do it, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as we're all okay with it, I think yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. And I I don't know how that all works out for everybody else, but I know yeah. in my, my unit, I mean, it, it's kids. Yep. Right? It's pretty easy. It's an easy mission to get behind. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to see more partnership, Yep. you know, regardless of jurisdictional boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're talking about an issue like awareness of, what's going on on the reservation. And I'm not going to pretend like I know the issues that well, but I know it, it, I wish we could address it and, yeah. and do a better job. Yeah. But, you know, you know, and I think you hit it on the head is one, you know, and this is a state thing, not just, not just a reservation thing, but just calling the tip in, right. You, you guys can't do anything if you guys don't, aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, from there, you're talking about, you know, if, if uh, maybe it comes from the governor's office, which is kind of under your guys' jurisdiction, jurisdiction anyways, kind of working with uh, MMIW or the reservations and saying, hey, like, if there's a crime that we know about, like, let's act on it fast and we'll deal with the feds maybe later. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's... <laughs> you know, and I think everyone can get on board of that if it's a yeah. child crime, you know, yeah. <laughs> so... And, and I would I would be remiss to say that, like, we work with the FBI and right. honestly, those... The agents on there, I mean, I'll, I'm a state guy, so yep. there's always that rivalry there. But those, honestly, they're great. Yeah. They work their tails off. You know, it's always it always seems like the jam-up always comes up well above yeah. the working guy and gal's mm-hmm. zone, right? Yep. There's always some kind of weird red tape that gets gets it messed up. but Yeah, not down not down with people not, on not boots the on the ground. Yep. Not at that level. Yeah. I think we all, we're all on the same page for the most part. Very cool. Um, well, Chris, that was all the questions I had. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of anything else in regards to this stuff, you know, and, um, I'm really glad this worked out that you were, you know, reached out to and you were going to be here anyways. I was like, well, perfect. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to mention while you're on the show? Um, you know, I'm thinking of like maybe resources if people want to, uh, have some resources or reach out to you guys personally, um, at the DCI or ICAC. Mm-hmm. You know, resource-wise, we obviously we're state-funded agencies, yeah. so that is what it is. And I, I would also be wrong not to say that this administration is really is really supported ICAC and DCI for that matter. So sometimes the money is just the money. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had a pretty tough year, so yeah. <laughs> so I can't. I cannot. I cannot comment enough how supportive the attorney general and the governor's office have been to our unit and to our agency. Mm-hmm. So can't really, I don't really, yeah. we can always use more money. Right. right. But I mean, I don't know, I guess legislators have to come up with that, but yep. there's only so much to go around. And I totally understand that. Yep. But, um, resource. Yeah. I would say, you know, this is kind of a, a coined phrase already, but you see something, say something, Yeah. you know, and it, it doesn't have to be ICAC. You can just call a local agency. Who, mm-hmm. who it'll get to me. If at it, some if point. it's if it, yeah, if it needs to, it'll get to me. Right. I mean, we we do forensics for the entire state. Every, I mean, 
I've been around for a long time. Lots of folks know who I am. If they don't know me, they know my guys and gals. So I, I just, I can't say enough, like, especially when it comes to these crimes. Mm-hmm. I always tell victims and, and their loved ones and parents that, you know, it is absolutely not their fault. There's absolutely no reason to be in, you know, it's, they, predators count on you being too embarrassed or too ashamed to say anything. Right. That, but the only way we can help is if we do know. So I would just always try to lessen that stigma and, and say, well, let us, let us do some help, yep. do some work for you. So. Yeah. Reach out. If, if it's not the DCI office, reach out to local yep. law enforcement, um, Shoot, you could even reach out to, like, the girls at Uprising. I mean, yes. like, there's so many things now that you can get your voice out there, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll get to the right person. So, um, well, Chris, okay, I wanna, I'm want to. i trying to think of a way, because I don't want to, like, I'm trying to think of a way to ans- ask this question. Um, what's a undercover story <laughs> that you have that, uh, and maybe you just thought of one, uh, that's kind of funny or uh, doesn't necessarily have to be funny, but just something that you never expected that you would have experienced being undercover um, or just uh, maybe a story you can share. You know, that's the other hard part of it right. too. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of something that I can share. I'll tell you, this case is long adjudicated. Okay. And just like any cop with 20 years experience, we all have a hundred thousand stories. Right. Most are not suitable. For <laughs> so, but this one, you can share whatever though. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was still working in Gillette and as I had only been on for a couple, two, three, four years, I was working a lot of undercover mm-hmm. and, um, I ended up getting involved with a group out of Denver and I went and we were able to, I was introduced by another guy to a source who, I ended up arranging a deal to buy a quarter kilogram of cocaine. And at the time that was quite a bit and, mm-hmm. and some other stuff. So we go down, we, the, the deal is we're going to meet in Cheyenne. We're going to do this deal and uh, everything's great. So we go and this was for the quarter kilo and two ounces of methamphetamine. So we go down and meet the source and uh, get out and I'm, of course, I thought I was pretty cool, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so get out, and this uh, large, large person gets out of the other car, and it's like, hey, man, I brought your smokes. And, I, like, I was thinking, like, I don't smoke. And he's like, hold me the, the cigarette pack. And literally, I, I looked at him like, what are you talking about? I don't smoke. And I was like, oh, you mean the drugs are in? Like, okay. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. You're like, oh, the thing we're doing. <laughs> oh, the thing. But I was literally, like, thinking, like, what? I don't smoke. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I mean, just in my head, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what a dummy. You know, I could just feel like you could just see that on my face. Yeah, right. So I took it, and then I also got the, the cocaine, and uh, so I was like, I have this large brick of cocaine. So then I didn't know what to do with it, so I just stuck it in my pants. Well, I don't know that I'm allergic to whatever they cut that with, or you know, oh, they wash sure. it usually with kerosene. So, yep. so I don't know if I'm allergic to that but at the time i got back to the office i was one big welt oh no i was just it was fine initially and i was like oh this is yeah this is this is not right (laughs) Uh oh so both those things you know i always felt like a i just felt like such an idiot yep but then b i thought i was so cool you know, I really, it was a good case at the time, you know, and yep. now guys are taking off 10 pounds at a time. But, right. You know, at the <laughs> You're time, like, look I, at me. Yeah, yeah, guy, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was really, really did something there. And 
Instead, I just gave myself a really bad rash. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, cops are cops are human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Is just, I just remember going back and laughing at myself. Yeah. Too, but didn't blow it though. No, that's it went good. down fine. Yeah, it went down fine. Yeah. Um. Well, follow up to that is so were you did you were you building the case then because you um, obviously didn't uh, you didn't say anything like you guys like no, guns blazing see, in you know and stuff like that so you guys kind of usually build the case up and then. Uh, then, yeah, without yeah. giving away too much. Yep. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. It's not like I mean that can happen. Sure. Right, but typically it's not like TV shows. Like, yeah, I mean it, it can be a buy bus situation. Gotcha. I mean it's just not as there's just different aspects of all criminal investigations, and you know if you're trying to build a case, then that's yep. You know. Yeah. No, I got how you. It's done right away. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very cool. That's funny. But yeah, you almost blew it by, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't smoke. Oh, <laughs> and then, whatever uh, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then getting a rash. That's funny. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, I'm glad. Thanks for sharing. Cause I was just thinking of like, well, since we got to, um, you can share, you know, you're not yeah. undercover anymore. So, um, well, Chris, uh, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming by. And, um, I do think this is, a. Uh, um, obviously it's an issue, uh, in the state and in the country, you know, globally, obviously if they're, the, um, network is getting more and more tips. Um, but like you said, it's probably a two, two coin here, you know, their technology is getting better. So we're getting more tips, but, um, obviously the cases are increasing and, um, but, um, yeah, no, I pre- really appreciate you coming in and, uh, oh, how, how could someone here's, yeah. Uh, how could like a school district or a County get in, in touch with the DCI for you to come talk to a school? That's a great question. Thank you for asking me that too. So not to keep dragging this on, but I, we do, we do presentations all over the state. Yep. Uh, typically I'll say they can just usually get a hold of me direct or local law enforcement, or they can just call our front office in Cheyenne when that's seven, 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 one, eight, one. Okay. And they can just ask for me and say what it's about. There you go. And then you can schedule it with you and yep. And, and, and probably, and probably pick, you know, age group, you know, what we're talking about. And yeah, I'll be doing Crook County next month. I know we got Weston County. I do a ton in, in, in Laramie County. Just, I got really lucky to get in with the school district down there. There's a woman named Lori Latchford. She's, she's amazing. She saw one of my presentations she got me into almost every elementary school in Laramie County. Oh, wow. So awesome. she's awesome. Yeah. Been to Sweetwater County. I mean, just I try to get everywhere. Yeah. Past, you know, Natrona. Anyone that will listen to me, I just try, yep. to, try to spread the word. Yep. Could, could, save, could save a kid or two. Absolutely. So, um, well, perfect. Well, thanks, Chris, for stopping by. I really appreciate it. And hopefully this uh, brings some more awareness and support to ICAC and DCI and what you guys do across the state. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah.